Hey everyone, Pratiti Pathak here. Welcome to Unpacking Brain Drama, where we talk about real life experiences, the challenges and the obstacles. Sometimes we use them to block ourselves. Sometimes we use them to grow and evolve. Here's what I want to say. Obstacles are not the things blocking our path. Obstacles are the path. So in other words, we have to grow through what we go through. So join me as we have some amazing conversations with some amazing guests. I am your humble host, Pratiti Pathak, and I wanted to uh, welcome you to my Facebook Live. Um, If you're new to me, I am Pratiti Pathak, and this is also my podcast episode, Unpacking Brain Drama, which will probably be released in about a month, um, maybe episode 30-ish, 31, something like that. Um, some really good things. I'm so excited right now. I have just launched, I'm just launching a new program, how to put your goals on autopilot. Um, today's topic is going to go great with that because it's about failure. And one of the things um, that I am doing with this new Uh, program is I'm offering it in a workshop for companies and I'm actually taking my workshop on the road with me. There's an amazing resort that I go to every year uh, in Mexico in Riviera Maya and I am taking the workshop there. So I actually just offered it uh, a couple weeks ago to three people. I have three spots left for three more people. Actually, I have two spots left. Um, to join me in Mexico for this four-day workshop. It's going to be an intensive. So it's going to be uh, the four days of the workshop, but you get to stay and enjoy and luxuriate for the full eight days and you get all my membership benefits. I'm super excited for us. Um, there's a few of us that are already going. I have two spots left. So I'm so excited. If you are somebody who is excited about doing something like that, it is about creating your results and autopiloting your goals. So literally designing what you want to achieve in your personal life, your physical health, mental, emotional, spiritual health, your financial and your business. And uh, it's going to be amazing. So you get to kind of like redo everything and put it in motion so that things automatically happen. And so when I think about, hey guys, thank you for joining. Let me see where you guys are. Um, If you are, let me hit the play button on there so I can see what's happening for everybody while I'm doing this. Um, So let's talk about failure. That is what we're talking about. And when we are talking about failure, let me just minimize that a little bit. Um, When we're talking about failure, let's just first define it, right? What does it actually mean? Let me minimize my thing here. Sorry, guys. Um, So what does it actually mean to be failing at something, right? Failure's got kind of like a bad note to it. But what does it actually mean to fail, right? It's basically not achieving the outcome or the result that you expected, right? Basically the omission of the expected or um, the expected action or result or required action or result, right? And why is that actually a problem? It's our own expectation of something happening or not happening, 
the way that we initially originally thought that it should, would, or could happen, right? So when I think about why is that a problem for us? Number one, it's kind of how we were programmed to think about failure, right? When we were in school, majority of our childhood, you know, to get an F on a test, to fail an exam or a class or a grade even was looked at as a bad thing, right? What did it, like, it made us feel bad, right? We probably had some judgment around ourselves with it, right? Because we were feeling disappointed or maybe we let people down, maybe we let ourselves down, right? So it was discouraging. Um, and we probably made it mean something about ourself. And when we make it mean something negative about ourselves that causes a bad feeling, we avoid it, right? We don't, maybe we got punished if we failed something back then. Maybe we uh, uh, avoided now doing things or trying out for a basketball team because we were afraid of failing. Maybe we're afraid of trying out for um, gymnastics or something, some kind of sport, playing an instrument. We maybe have avoided it just for the lack of not having to be judged. And when I think about us being judged by anything, mainly why do we ever think that anybody is judging us? And most of the time it's because we're probably judging ourselves, right? And when we judge ourselves, we initially, something doesn't happen the way that we thought it was going to go. And then we judge ourselves. We treat ourselves poorly, right? We maybe beat ourselves up a little bit. We kind of, uh, have some mean girl or mean boy conversation with ourselves, some negative uh, inner dialogue, if you will. And it creates a lot of shame around the whole situation, which is why we try to avoid failing at all costs. And so here's what I'm saying, stay with me. We are trying to set something, right? Maybe a goal set a goal, we're trying something new and it doesn't turn out the way that we want it to. And we call that a failure. So then we feel disappointed, ashamed, let down, discouraged in some way. And the reason that we are having this type of negative emotion, because there is a negative thought around the result that was created or not created, or the lack of a result, right? So the thought probably sounds something like, I didn't do it right. I'm not good at this. Why, you know, why didn't I do it right? I messed up in some way. I mean, I have so many examples of where I have totally messed up and thought I failed at doing something, right? And it really shakes your confidence. So, and it makes you feel um, like you want to hide, run, and just jump under the covers or crawl under a rock and never be seen again, right? Because you are, you're so afraid of what people might think about you, what they might say to you, or how they're going to react to you, right? And it's mainly because of how uh, negative the reaction is from our self to ourself, right? And so if I can, um, be frank with you from there, what we end up doing is when we avoid taking the action, what we're doing is we're avoiding, we then start to avoid trying new things, taking bigger risks, 
and uh, not, not trying things that we think maybe we can't do, right? Because we don't have evidence that we've been able to do this before in the past. Um, I think about that when I think about like trying a new business or starting something new. If I'm not sure if I've never worked at a new business before or created a new business before, I'm not actually sure if I can do it. I don't know if I'll be able to get the clients or uh, make the income to sustain my lifestyle. And so the result that I'll create is I will probably not go for the bigger goals. I won't take the greater risks, right? I'll stay playing it safe and maybe stay employed with an employer where I know that I will be safe and continuing to get a a, a consistent paycheck, right? Versus uh, being like commission-based only. Um, so when I think about it that way, I see that it, I'm literally, if I think about it that way, think about a failure that way, I'm literally avoiding doing things strictly based off of the way that I will think about the failure and how I will feel about the failure. So literally what I'm doing is I'm going to avoid something that I'm actually creating for myself. So, you know, when I think about it that way, I'm like, well, why would I do that? Why would I want to, if I have control over how I'm choosing to think about the failure, then I can choose not to think about it that way and not create that horrible feeling for myself, right? So what if I were to think about it in a way that was more loving and forgiving and patient and understanding um, about myself and for myself and come from a place of curiosity? What if I thought that when I didn't get the expected result, that I was just like, oh, I just didn't get the result that I thought I was going to get or that I wanted to get. I wonder why. I wonder what went wrong. Like, I'll use an example, like this workshop that I'm giving and this retreat that I'm taking people on. If I originally wanted 10 people and I only got five to sign up to go, do I make that mean that it was a failed attempt and that maybe I'm not good at this and maybe I shouldn't do that? And people obviously don't want what I really have to offer or could I just go, oh, this is really great. Five people wanted it and I'm super stoked about it. And I wonder why I didn't get 10 people. Maybe I could have marketed it differently or ask the people, go and use it as a learning opportunity versus looking at it as an opportunity to beat your own ass over it, right? We are needing to have our own back with, and I say that a lot because it is our own back that we're not having when we're treating ourselves negatively and creating that negative emotion for ourselves and then stopping ourselves from creating so much more that we actually have the potential and have the ability to do, right? So when we're learning, we are doing it from a place of feeling confident. And I want to talk a little bit about confidence because that is the place from where we are 
feeling like if we're not confident to do it, right? If we can't do it perfectly, then we're just not going to do it at all. And that's a whole nother conversation because perfectionism in my eyes is just for scared people. It's like, if I can't do it perfectly, again, I'm, I know I'm going to judge myself and the world will judge me. So I'm not going to do it at all. And the difference between when I talk about confidence and, uh, uh, the biggest question that I get is what is the difference between confidence, having confidence and having self-confidence? So when you are confident about doing something, most likely it's coming from a place of um, you've already done it before. You have the evidence. You have the previous evidence from a past attempt that you could or couldn't do something. So if I... Um, have created a business in the past, right? I used to own a construction company with my ex and I had my own painting business that I created myself. So it was, I had evidence that I may be able to go and now create a new business in a new industry and that I knew how to learn new things, right? So that's having the evidence. But here's the difference between having self-confidence versus confidence. When you have self-confidence, there is no evidence that you've been able to do this before in the past. There is no evidence for what you're attempting to do that you can actually achieve your goal. So there, you're going to have to tap into the emotions of allowing yourself to be judged, allowing yourself to fail and fail in front of other people and do it well. You have to be a willing to feel ashamed, to feel embarrassed, to feel humility, to take risks and not do well with them, right? Not achieve it. So you have to be willing to fail and then you have to be willing to feel that negative emotion that comes with not achieving what we wanted to or thought we could. And then the only way we can do that is by treating ourselves, number one, having the expectation that this may or may not work and I'm okay with it because I'm gonna learn. The more failing you do, the more learning you're doing. If we did this from day one in kindergarten or when we're learning how to, as a matter of fact, we did do it. We didn't do it starting kindergarten and in school, we looked at it as something bad. But when I go right back to being babies, right? Where does the confidence come from? There's no evidence. And I know this example, I, we use it all the time. I continue to use it. I hear it all the time. But when babies are learning how to walk, it's because they don't have the strength in their legs to be able to stand up and then move forward and walk right? It's because they have never done it. So the strength in their muscles isn't there. And actually what is happening every time they fall down, every attempt that they make, we're never looking at the babies and going, geez, buddy, I don't know. Doesn't look good for you. I don't think you're going to make it, you know, and the baby is never looking up at us and saying, you know, we don't have a toddler looking up at us thinking, geez, uh, I don't think I'm going to ever be able to do the walking thing as good as you do <laughs> as an adult, you know, mom or dad or 
human. I don't think I'm going to be able to do the walking thing as good as you. So I'm just going to give up now. The truth is the reason they can't walk yet is because the strength isn't in their muscles. They have to build the muscle and how they do it is the craziest way, right? They do it by having no evidence that they can do it. They do it strictly based off of their own self-confidence. So we did that. It's inherently inside of us. We have the ability to just keep trying over and over until we achieve the goal that we're trying to achieve. And how they do it is every time they fall, and have to pull themselves back up and push themselves back up. It's in the getting back up that they build the muscles that they need to be able to create the strength in their legs to walk. And when I think about that, it brings me straight to the thought of when people tell me how resilient I am or how strong I am, right? I'm a mother who's lost a child. I am somebody who's um, been a single mother. I've gone through a lot of difficult and challenging moments in my life. And when I think about people saying, oh my gosh, I could never do it. You're so strong. It is always interesting and fascinating to me because the truth is the reason that I'm able to show up in this way is because I have been building that resilient muscle. I have been allowing myself to fail, to be judged, to feel the shame to treat myself with love and compassion. And of course, this did not happen overnight. I have done so much bullying to myself. I have done so much beating up on myself and treating myself bad and feeling all the shame and thinking I'm not doing it right and doing it wrong and I'm messing up and nobody's gonna like me and nobody's gonna want me. Um, I have gone through all of that. But the truth is, as human beings, we are always exper experiencing things that we didn't expect to experience, whether it came from other people, whether it came from us trying things on our own, whether it came from the world dictating it to us or something happening, right? When we think about um, terrorism or tragedies or even natural events, tsunamis, there are absolutely things that are in zero control of ours of how and why things happen and what order they happen, right? People will say, you shouldn't lose a child. That's not the order of things. But the truth is, there is no order when it comes to human life and when when we get to live it or how long we get to live it, right? We didn't get to choose when we came into this world, right? <laughs> Sometimes even our parents didn't choose that. But we also don't get to choose when we leave this world either. So to tell ourselves that it shouldn't be happening this way or it shouldn't have been this way, we are only causing ourselves some extra suffering around it. So I heard, I think it was a Buddhist, uh, I don't wanna say a rule, but it's a Buddhist saying. And it, I think it goes like, you know, there are two arrows that, um, get shot at us sometimes. And that's where the pain comes in, right? The first arrow is maybe the thing that has happened, right? Death, loss, divorce, um, losing a job, losing some money, um, tragedy in some way, trauma, abuse, whatever the thing is, that's the first arrow, right? Excuse me. The one that we have no control over. 
But then what's the second arrow, you might ask, right? The second arrow is the one that we shoot at ourselves. It's the one that we are causing pain from, right? And that is the arrow that sounds like shame and beating ourselves up and negative inner dialogue and treating ourselves poorly, not having our own back, not treating ourselves with like, yeah, of course, this is not, you know, this, of course, this hurts. Of course, this is not what we wanted. Maybe we've gone through a divorce that we didn't want to go through. Maybe we've lost something, whatever those things are, we can treat ourselves differently through what we're going through. And that's where the power comes in, right? We feel so helpless. We feel so helpless when we fail at something and we feel like we had no control over it. But what we do have control over, maybe what we had, like I had control over my marketing on putting out the workshop, right? And if I didn't, get the result that I wanted, I don't have to look at that one as a fail. I could just look at that as an opportunity to figure it out, right? Uh, isn't it, um, I think, uh, Marie Forleo who says everything is figure outable. I love that. And it is true. Everything that you don't do right the first time, you get to go back, tweak, adjust, learn, figure out, ask questions, my gosh, most of the things that we don't think that we know the answer to or don't know how to figure out, literally, we could just ask Google. It is there on our phone. And Google is with us 24 hours a day and it's always listening. I know that my Google, I don't know about you, but there's times that I'm talking and my Google will be like, I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you say. I'm like, I'm sorry, I wasn't talking to you, Google. But Google is definitely listening. So use Google. You have the ability to just ask questions to people, ask questions to Google. You can find all of the answers to just keep tweaking, adjusting your life and get the results that you actually want. So here's the lessons I want to really emphasize, right? Number one, the most important part of living the life that you're living is trying things that you don't know that you can actually do. It is only from not getting the result that learning and growth and evolvement even come from. Everything we learned in that first five years of our life, we did by trying and failing and actually just continuing to fail over and over and over until we got the result we were actually looking for, right? We kept falling down until we stood up and walked. We kept walking faster until we learned to run. We never for once thought, hmm, I'm in the fourth grade. I wonder if I'll ever make it to the fifth grade. Of course you will. If you got an F on a test, you studied harder the next time. Maybe you asked your mom or your dad to review your question answers with you, or maybe you got extra tutoring if you weren't doing well in school, right? Maybe you practice longer hours for, you know, being able to hit the baseball every single time. 
more times or running faster or timing yourself if you're in track. Maybe you spent more time practicing something to get better at it. That is the same way that we get better at failing. Failing is something to actually look forward to doing. And if you looked at failing as like, yes, I've just learned something new. I'm somebody who loves to learn new things. So I've, you know, I've gone through criminal justice and psychology. I went to school for medical assistant. I love learning. So for me, failing has been a very big part of my life and I've enjoyed it. And I've gone through a lot of difficult moments because of it, but I won't say that I would give them up or I wish that they wouldn't have happened. Of course, there are some that I wish would not have happened. Um, for instance, the loss of my child, but I can't argue with the reality of it because as uh, Byron Katie will say, you can argue with reality every single day or you can argue with your past, but you will only lose that argument 100% of the time, right? So I just wanna wrap this up with you guys, my friends. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for uh, listening to the recorded versions and jumping on my podcast. I haven't figured it out with Apple. Again, learning how to do that, not failing, only learning. So if you want to fail epically over and over, get a little file on your computer and try to do things like literally set a goal um, I've done this with my clients, set a goal, like write down 25 things that you're going to attempt to do within, a, you know, each quarter of the year. So for three months, within a three month period of time, set a goal, set 25 things that you're going to attempt to do that most likely will be failures the first time you attempt it. And then really pay attention to how you treated yourself from that space. And if you want any help, and if you enjoy listening to this um, episode and this Facebook Live, I am also the wellness ambassador for my Keller Williams office, Brandywine Valley. I want to give a shout out to my beautiful office. I love it. Oktoberfest is coming up for us. And uh, that's going to be really great. I will actually put it in the comments when that's going to be. Uh, absolutely join us. That'll be so much fun. And if you are still interested in going to Mexico and have a four-day intensive, it's going to be in the mornings. And then you get to luxuriate for the other, the full eight days. There's going to be entertainment, crazy membership benefits. Ask me for the um, uh, details on that, and I'd be happy to give it to you. Though, I will just leave you with this. Failing is the most beautiful part of your life because it's where the most learning and growth and involvement come from. And that is the only way that you could be the highest version of a human being that's possible for you in this life and just the best version of yourself in this life. And I have to tell you, that's the most important thing that you could pass on to your children because being the best version of you is the example that you can put in front of your kids. And that is how you will teach them how to fail gracefully and do it with honor and love and compassion for themselves and how they will treat others when 
other people don't give them the expected outcome that they thought they would get from them. So I hope that was super helpful for you guys today. Um, I love coming here and doing this and I enjoy spending my Wednesday morning with you guys. So have an amazing, beautiful day and I will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Unpacking Brain Drama Podcast. You'll find links for all the things mentioned below in the show notes. And it would be incredibly awesome if you would take a quick moment to leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. If you'd like to be considered as a guest on our podcast, be sure to go to www.resultsbydesigncoaching.com for a free 30-minute coaching session. Thanks so much, guys. See you next time.